Hey guys, kia ora, whakalofala hiatu, and no mai huki mai ki toku podcast, Life Lessons with Leash. Before I get into today's episode, it is so, so important that I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where this podcast is recorded on the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. I pay my respects to you, to your elders, past, present and emerging and I'm so, so grateful to now call Australia home. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Yo, if you haven't already clicked, my name is Leish and I am your host. I am a proud Nguyen Māori wahine toa. I am a business owner, an upcoming life coach, a mentor. And Life Lessons with Leish is a safe space where I can share all the lessons that I have learned in life and where my guests can share their life lessons as well. Now let's get into the episode, shall we? Let's get into it. Let's go! You guys, I'm so excited to have Tash Bamblett, aka Queen Acknowledgements, on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here, sis. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to always connect with, you know, women that are doing the thing. Yes, I'm so excited to have you on. I met you through the sisterhood and one thing about you, and I was trying to think about what it was before I came on um, to this podcast episode, but it is, it's a feeling in the Maori culture. We call it like mana or wairua. It's like your strength, your spirit. Um, and that's something that I feel whenever I'm around you, um, when I see you on the stage doing your acknowledgements, it's it's this, this spirit strength. Um, I like the word wairua, you know. Um, that spirit it's like um, if I could put it in a picture it's like your ancestors are kind of like walking with you it's this it's this like this orb this energy Um, and every time I see you I'm like I need to be around this like you there was something yeah that was the thing that made me want to come you know to you and get to know you more and um, to have you on this podcast as well so yeah it's incredible what you have there (laughs) yeah I love I love the way the culture translates Mm. expression or the feeling right of of what it is we're seeing or feeling or hearing um for me in our household it'd be something along the lines my family would call like black magic (laughs) Mm. you know in our culture first nations culture um aboriginal culture Black magic can be used as a term that's like power or, or uh, medicine or like dark energy, um, but it's mm. also 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 got the ringtone of like that's black magic, like that's black power. That's like mm. that's like your mojo. That's your dharma. That's your purpose right mm. when you say that like black magic you know you're on the field or the sports or you're doing your thing you're on the stage you're singing performing whatever it is that you're doing it's like you're in your power and the black Ooh, magic yeah. is like ah, that's that's something that's your flair that's your swag that that no one else got so i can connect to that culturally and you know, when I'm 
I'm in my element, you just, you know, you feel it, it feels good. And the abundance of, of connection, it just brings this wealth. You just feel rich. Like I'm just mm. so enriched with life when I'm doing that, when I'm on that path, when I'm in that moment and presence. So it, it feels really good to have that recognized from, from in particular, other colored women, cultured women, you know, and women in, in, in the space. Mm, absolutely. I'm like, whenever I see, I'm like, I want that. Like, I want to be like that. I want a bit of that, that mojo. I love, yeah, I love everything. All the words you use there. So, so beautiful. Um, so I'd love for you to introduce yourself to, um, to the podcast, to the people. Who are you? What are you all about? Tell us all the things. <laughs> All right, my name's Natasha Nabanunga Bamblet. I'm a Yorta Yorta, Kurnai, Wolfrian, or Wadri woman, First, Nace, First Nations woman, um, come from the Murray River uh, on the country and live here in Nam with my family. I'm a mum of two beautiful warriors' uh, sons. Um, I'm a boy mum. Jarali Jakamara, Lej Jakamara, and I'm known as Queen Acknowledgements. And I'm just here to be a change maker. Like, and I'm here bringing my black magic into spaces, touching people and connecting to their souls and their hearts and their spirits and just inviting people to walk the journey with me of change and learning from our past as a history as a collective as a nation of the wrongs that have impacted first nations people and created a division amongst all people that you know black and white and people that aren't from this country uh, originally or that come to this place to to source opportunity and I'm, I'm just here to share story. I'm, I'm a stand for healing for all people. Um, I come with nothing but love, like really big love. And that's who I am. That's my culture. That's how I've been born and raised. And that's how I will continue to raise my boys and this next generation that's conscious and connected. Mm, I love that I love that so much here you come with the mana as well it's like <laughs> that power comes through when you introduce yourself I would love to know I feel like our childhood really shapes us into who we are today um, and you can really tell somebody from you know from knowing about their childhood or where they come from um, so I would love for you to share what it was like growing up as young Tash There was a duality. There was the best and worst of both worlds. I was raised in a time that I walked with one foot in both, being black, but living in the white world. I grew up in my era with the kids that I shared my childhood with 
to be almost considered as really privileged. And I recognize that. Firstly, I grew up with both parents in my house. Was it smooth sailing? No. But when the time come for my parents to show up, they did. They were there. And I never missed out on opportunities. I was probably pushed to do the most out of anybody in any any given room, in any space, netball, football, sports, school. There wasn't a time that I didn't have an opportunity to have a go, which I'm really thankful to mm-hmm. my parent for providing that opportunity. But I also didn't have the luxuries and the privileges of others that allowed me to be comfortable, that allowed me to do what was just required to hit the standard marks. Being a black woman was almost already like, oh, you're here. Like you've done a good job because you're Aboriginal. You know, it's like the microaggressions of racism, of almost like where your place is and your worth. It was just a constant reminder from everyone around you. And then it was either trying to constantly prove myself to be worthy to be in the same space as predominantly the other white kids or another woman's daughter or you know that I had the right to be there and some of those luxuries I didn't have I had to I had to work hard I had to I had to do the most I had to be the hardest I had to keep going and that probably took away the comfort of my childhood to to be a kid and kind of accept mm. what was my parents were just like all right what's next you can do better I love you but you can do better mm. so I had created this internal dialogue that it's not enough it's not enough it's not enough and that's grown into my adulthood that yeah I'm doing the thing and I'm achieving great stuff but also I have to you know like mm. I, I because if I'm not then where are the other indigenous children that are coming behind me watching you know so um it was tough it was it was it was tough. I didn't I didn't have any mirrors growing up that I seen reflections of myself in people that were portrayed in a positive light, mm-hmm. that were inspiring and motivating. I had almost like a shield of don't say the wrong thing, don't act in a certain way, don't cause too much attention. Don't be a threat. 
you know, don't say something that's going to make somebody else feel uncomfortable. It was almost like I just had to jump and weave in between other people, knowing that the system was created not to accommodate me sometimes. Mm. Yeah. But I'm here, you know. This is why I do what I do. Yeah, you're doing the damn thing. How did you overcome that? Like, how do you overcome that? You know, we feel like, um, what's the word? Like, yeah, things you're, it's not, you're not accommodated for. You know, you have to work harder. You have to do more. You feel like you're not enough or you're not in the right space or, you know, people looking at you like you don't belong here. How do you overcome that? You make your own damn space. You create your own damn group. You pull up your own damn seat. You make your own stage that you're the center of. And when you create the thing, the people will come. And Mm. that's what I've done. And it is what you've done. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. Make your own space. Yeah. And it's, it's hard and it's lonely and you question yourself, but that's been the best part because I've learned who it is that I am and who it is that I'm not. Mm. And my people have shown themselves to me. I know who my people are. And I I also know who aren't my people. Mm. And that's cool too. Mm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. So speaking about creating your own space and your own stage, you know, that's what you do with Queen Acknowledgements. Um, I would love for you to talk more about Queen Acknowledgements, what it is and and how that came about. Yeah. Well, like you said, the sisterhood, I believe some amazing things can be revealed within a sisterhood within a space that you can be seen and that all of you is welcome. And that was my experience. I I was intentionally applying myself to spaces that were uncomfortable, that were stretching me, but it was going to reveal who it is that I am and who it is that I want to be moving forward. So with all of the learning, the self-development. It was Erica, another colored woman that was like, sis, what are you doing? Like you're, you've got the energy, you've, you've got the mojo, you've got, was it the Manu? Mana. Like, yeah. Mana, like you, you've got the Mana. Like, you know, that that's, that's the language she spoke. And I was like, I feel it like it's there the emotion was there like she just touched it that was it that was it what she did for me was show me a mirror and the power that that I was looking at with the woman looking back at me that was it and Queen Acknowledgements was born and 
who is Queen Acknowledgements? It's it's the woman, it's the mother, it's the carer, the nurturer, the provider, like the creator, the one that is deep and meaningful and holds honor and respect for the country as our greatest teacher, as our greatest guide, and as a First Nations woman, that is the land of the law. Like that is and forever will be our way of life, the country, the land. And everything comes from that, the language, the people, the traditions, the songlines, the ceremonies. And from there, it's been a journey, like a life journey, you know, 28 years, like a life journey of discovering who it is that I am in the reflection from the country and sharing the deep connection to my culture and to my ancestral wisdom. And the more I sat with that, the more it, it revealed itself that, whoa, I can be my own damn queen in the way that I show up in this evolution and this involvement of what culture has been and what is. And Queen Acknowledgements fits perfect that I'm here to acknowledge who it is that I am, where I've come from, this place that's here for all peoples, bringing that to the presence and the forefront of this place that we live, the culture that's that's come, that's evolved, that's changed, and how to bring change to all Australians that live here and call this place home. Now or in future or in past that when we walk on these lands, how can we acknowledge it for the roles that it plays in our life? And that's all I do. I just, it's, it's <laughs> that's a part all. Of that's a lot. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a part of life. It's not something that I would, it's not a job. It's not my job. Mm. It's, it's my way of life. This is a part of who it is that I am. Acknowledgement of country isn't something that we do at the start of an event or read off a piece of paper or a meeting. Like, no, it is, it's how we move every day. It's how we walk this place. It's how we show up for it. It's how we respect it. It's how we share with it. We learn with it. We play with it. It's, it's a synergy. It's a relationship. It's what it is. Mm. And I just, I just share. Love that. I love that so much. I was actually just going to ask um, about, you know, acknowledging country and what you shared there was, you know, it's more than just reading at the start of a meeting or at the start of a gathering, reading off some piece of paper. It's how you acknowledge the land it's how you it's it's like who you are in this land it's more like a um from what I'm gathering it's like the meaning like you're not just doing it to read off a piece of paper like you actually want to embody the fact that you're acknowledging the First Nations people of Australia so I'd love for you to I'd love for you to speak on that like why is it so important to acknowledge country and I'd love for you to touch more on you know it's not just reading off a piece of paper like what is it? Yeah. 
What is it? Well, it's this. As the listener, I want to take you to the viewer, to a place of understanding, of connecting. And this is what it means to acknowledge country. T. Galinyanganya. Neenakakiyao yambenawaka. Neenakai nyambenayakramja. Dumanyagumika. Dumanka ithawaka nidawamandam namalam. Mumabangara bamene nanwaka. Ganam yakramja. Utanadana. Honor the land. The seas. The skies. The plants, the animals, and the people. The interweaving of time, the cycles and the generations, those that have come before, those that have gone to dreaming, those that are here as our guides, our elders, our teachers, wisdom holders and gatekeepers, our fathers, our mothers, our nurturers, our providers, our children, those that are walking, seeking, finding and asking, those that are unraveling, learning and unlearning. Here is where the country holds us, taking us on a journey one step at a time. Acknowledging who you are, where you come from, and those that have walked these lands before. Stripping back to our bare souls as we lay our feet on this ground. May you walk like the ant, lightly, yet touch everything. That. That is what that's about. And that's why we do it. Whatever that was for you, that journey, that feeling, I can't explain it. Each person has their own journey and connection to it. Wherever that place is for you, wherever home is, country with a C, because country is not just a place. Country is within. And we are a part of it and it is a part of us. And when we acknowledge that from that place, just imagine the change that can happen in this place. Really honoring the oldest living continuous culture on the planet Earth. How we will get to see each other eye to eye, heart to heart and have real conversations from learning from the past that have been diminishing, damaging and disconnecting to our people. Learning from that and in the present moment, seeing each other to move forward, creating things that our ancestors have been marching and shouting and fighting for mm -hmm. that we get to see a place of peace 
and how we're treating this earth will be a reflection of how we're treating ourselves and each other. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Like, I have no words now. <laughs> no words. But I like, like so much just came through for me at that moment because like being um, in Australia, being in Australia from New Zealand, obviously when I want, when I came over here, you know, I wanted to, you know, pay my respects and acknowledge and do all the right things and stuff like that. And I didn't know, uh, yeah, there was a lot of ignorance, if I'm honest, with what's, what was going on with the Aboriginal, the First Nations people of Australia. And then getting into it, I was like, you know, I want to be an ally. I want to, you know, help. I want to do all the right things. And, you know, there was a sense of, I don't want to do it the wrong way. I don't want to just read off a piece of paper. I don't want to be disrespectful. You know, I feel like there's, I can, I feel like I connect a lot um, coming from where I come from, like being the First Nations people of New Zealand. So I feel like there's a lot of things um, that I kind of connect to. So it was like, you know, I don't want to do the wrong thing, but I also wanted to do something. And that's given me so much to now know that, yeah, it is more than reading off a piece of paper. It's, you know, learning more. And I've learned so much since being here and I can learn so much more. Um, but I feel like that's going to help so many people, not just me, but, you know, the listeners, because um, it's like there's no words for it, really. <laughs> it's all, it's so beautiful. So, so yeah. beautiful. And and that's it. That's it. Like, it's coming from that place, no matter who you are or where you come from. That's what acknowledging country to me as a First Nations woman is about. And we can't do that if we don't acknowledge ourselves. So for you to acknowledge who it is that you are, where you come from, you know, and bringing all of you into it. Mm. Speak your native tongue because for me that's empowering for the, for the language that's have been silenced, that's been suppressed, or the languages that have been forgotten it's singing them home to that language. It's singing them home to their song. It's singing the country alive to be here with us. It's just taking us back or to a place of remembering. That's it. Mm -hmm. And it takes a collective to do that, not just First Nations people. Yeah. Yeah, and I believe this country over 200 years has given opportunities to people across the world. The amount of cultures and stories and history and people's purposes and presence and gifts have touched here. That's a part of acknowledging this place and what it gives and what it has given to bring all of it of who it is that you are, where you come from into this present moment, because that's what gives power to the First Nations people here to continue to be called forward and, and 
reclaiming and and owning and returning and remembering this place that has been here for thousands of generations. Mm. That's pretty special. So special. So special. I'd love to know, um, yeah, I'd love to know what it's like living as a First Nations person in Australia. Mm. There is there's a feeling that almost can't be described. It can only be understood from feeling it. It's the walking down the street or in a shopping center or on public transport when you see another indigenous person and you do the head nod and you do, hey sis, hey bros, hey aunt. The acknowledgement to I see you because unfortunately it's been a lot of not seeing myself mm. in the space. It's been a lot of not being seen. <laughs> Recently in my awareness with the work that I do It's almost like the cultural awareness that comes with being black is the looks that are questionable of why you're here. That you have to constantly adapt yourself into spaces to make others feel comfortable. And if you're going to talk about who it is that you are or where you come from, that it can make other people fumble, stutter. That's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable. But it's almost a political statement just from the colour of my skin, just from my cultural identity. And... It can sometimes be confusing, scary, questionable, but there's also this power and strength that to one person, I could be seen as the most disadvantaged person in this country, an Aboriginal woman that comes from the country, tick all the boxes, I was a teen mum, I was a single mum, you name it. Yeah, I probably tick all the boxes of why I shouldn't be here. But on the flip side, I've worked, I've walked in two worlds all my life. 
I have the power of being the bridge. I have the power of being the connector of two worlds. I have the power of communicating with my people in a way that we understand each other and then the white man's way, mm. the Western way. We say that this is, that's the way of, you know, the Western education, but who's really the educated one? If you can only speak one way. Mm. We're speaking the same words. We're just saying something completely different. And that's a gift. That's a power. That is an advantage of being Indigenous, that we have the deepest connection to this country, come from an ancestral line that is almost unfathomable, which I know in my lifetime, I'll, I'll only ever touch the surface of my belonging, of, of who I am and where I come from. But yet, I'll have a deep, enriched connection more than some people ever understand. So, I have the best of both worlds. Mm. I love that. That's what that's like. Yeah. I love that outlook that you have. The best of yeah. both worlds. Worlds. Did I say words? Worlds. Um, I had a question here and it was like, do you think there's a lack of representation for the First Nations people? Um, but I feel like what we've talked about is like clearly there is. Um, so I'd love, mm. I'd love to um, instead ask... What do you think we can do as, you know, as allies? Like, what do you think people can do to help the First, First Nations people um, with the representation? Mm. Well, for one, if you are a curator or a holder of space, it's making sure that they're taking up space, that they've got a seat at the table, that they've got a voice that's being heard and listened to. And basically it's, we don't need people to speak for us. Mm. We don't need people to, to, you know, be front and center for us. We need our people to be seen. So it's shining the light on them opening the door for them and amplifying and turning up the voices of those who that are speaking. And that's how we, as a collective, are creating equal opportunity by allowing space for the platforms to be filled by First Nations bodies and voices and stories and 
sometimes the hardest thing is getting so comfortable with the uncomfortable in us to sit and have their voices be heard without getting offended, without needing to question or to understand, without wanting to personalize or internalize or without wanting to deflect or without the sympathy. No, it's, it's just to be in the space with the story, the journey and to see that person as they are mm. because we all deserve an opportunity mm -hmm. and that's what this country represents so First Nations people should be repping that opportunity too I love that. Thank you. Um, we've spoken spoken about culture so much, um, and I'd love to know, like, why is culture so important in your eyes? Because it is the foundations of who we are. Even if we, or if you say you don't have a culture or you don't know your culture you do though your home you live by culture how you do things from mm -hmm. the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed you are living and breathing a culture how you eat how you gather with family how you do things with yourself, how you do things with others. It's a culture. And it's just creating more of a conscious culture about how it's serving you and your family or your community or your people that you're impacting or speaking or touching. How is it impacting them in the best possible way that is serving for the greater good. Like, that's culture. Mm. And then we just have, have the internal cultures of, of who we are. Indigenous, Polynesian, Indian, Sweden. You know, like we have English culture and, you know, even different eras have different cultures of mm. how things are being done. Culture is ever evolving. It's a cultural evolution, like in the time of now. It's always going to be different. And that's the beauty of it, that we also can create our own culture or break old cultures mm. that whatever is here to serve us. Culture is 
foundation of, of who we are, how we are, and why we are. Yeah. Love that. Love that so much. So with um, Queen Acknowledgements, you do a lot of public speaking at events. I've been um, so honoured to be at a lot of events that you've done. And when you get up and you um, open and you do your acknowledgement, it's such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and one of the one of the biggest fears in the world is public speaking but you get on stage and you rock it like I'm always whenever I watch you I'm like how is she not nervous there is thousands and thousands of people in here like but you just do your thing um so I want to know have you always been okay with public speaking or what is going on in in your mind at those times (laughs) yeah I have I remember being a young girl and we had like the school concert and at my school, there was a song we used to sing like every week at the assembly. I was like, Miss, we should have a dance for it. <laughs> and we should be singing it and like in front of people. And um, I've always had that nature of performing, the nature of sharing and storytelling. I haven't seen it as scary enough to not want to do it it's been just scary enough to make me want to do it Mm -hmm. um you know and every time I've done it (laughs) the ripple effect of what's showing up and activating your voice in what it is that you have to say or to share life-changing it has bringing more people more opportunities that have changed my life than I could ever imagine possible from that nine-year-old girl that got up to do a school dance to now world stages all across the country in front of people from all different walks of life all different positions that that was that little girl's dream and Mm. here I am dream come true oh I love that for you so do you get nervous or No, I don't. I, I've been doing this for 10 years now. Uh, my entire son's, oldest son's life. And it's something about looking at them or thinking of them. I don't ever want them to be so afraid of the world that they don't show up for themselves. I just have a purpose that's greater than me. Me getting up on stage isn't isn't just about me. It's about the other young girls that are watching me that now can say, 
she's done it, so can I. Of course. My boy to be like, hey, that's my mum. And I can do that too. And it's just so empowering to break through every time you step on the stage. I feel like I'm a little bit taller, you know, climbed up one step of that mountain of life that I'm, that I'm here to, to get to, you know, and then this, then the other mountain just gets bigger and I know I'm not just up there on my own. Mm walk up there with my ancestors yeah always with me so I take a deep breath in and then when I let it out I've already done it mm. I want that for everyone yes whatever the state Whatever the stage is, doesn't have to be an actual stage. Mm. It can be going for that job, telling that person that you love them, mm. <laughs> leaving a relationship, saying that this is what you want for the first time out loud, saying enough, <laughs> starting that that cook show that you wanted to create starting a book club starting a youth group like the world is your stage so show up for it it's waiting for you that's it oh my goodness you're getting me fired up i'm like yes <laughs> absolutely all, all of right. that Let's all go. of that <laughs> all of that oh my gosh I love how you said you know it's bigger than you it, because it is it's so much more than you I'm yeah. taking that with me today <laughs> it's bigger than me whatever I'm trying to do in this world you know it's bigger than me thank you thank you for that yeah it's like Get out of your own way. Mm. <laughs> it's not about you. Yes. And when you think it is, and that's when fear is choking you, it's like, hey, it's bigger than you. Mm. It's more than just this moment right now. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. This podcast is called Life Lessons with Leash. So I want to know what's been your biggest lesson in life? <sighs> Oof. Biggest lesson in life. Just do it. Cheesy, cliche. 
but it's just do it. Whatever it is that you want to do, that's for you, just do it. Connection over perfection. Mm. Like, that's what lights you up. Do it. And make the mistakes along the way because, yeah, that's that's a part of it. Yeah, true. It's a part of the lessons. Mm. Life is the biggest lesson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Just do it. I love that you said. Um, connection over perfection because sometimes yeah. that's what stops us right no we want it to be perfect no it needs to be like this you know so then we don't do anything it's like just just do it in action if you feel truly connected and called to it then that's what you're supposed to do mm. the perfecting will happen over time not because of the thing, but because of you will just get better at it. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these things you're saying today is what I needed to hear. I think this podcast is for me. <laughs> oh, it's perfect timing. Yeah. There's so much goodness in here. Uh, we're actually at the last question. And I love this question so much. I'm not a mother yet, um, but I can't wait to become a mother. And the question is, if you could teach your kids one thing you didn't have when you were growing up, what would it be? Listen to yourself and speak from the heart. It's, it's empowering my kids to be their authentic selves without restriction. And to fucking aim for the stars. Mm. No glass ceilings here. No boxes for them. No. I will give them the world. And put it in their own hands. They, they choose what they want to do with it. Mm. I love that. I love that so much. And they've got an amazing role model in you. Your boys. Oh my gosh. Um, what's your 10 year old? What's his name? 
Jirali. Jirali? Yeah. Oh, what a beautiful name. I saw, did you guys do something together? And I saw him, he like, he was performing or dancing. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's got like, I feel like he's got that, that, um, that mana, that wairua as well. It's so beautiful. He's so humble, yet the aura about him is like yeah, the aura, yeah. He he's the warrior. He's he's just mm. yeah, and his head is high, and his heart is leading him, and that's all I want for my for my kids. Jirali, he is been given the name. Jambach and Balagan, which means like hero one and smart. He he knows where to go. He's always on the move, always comes back with something, always mm. comes home with something to give. Uh, and my little ledge, my baby, my Burai, he's here to explore the world. He's here to... Be taken wherever the heart's desire and put his feet on the soils of the world across this country. Mm. Mm. Love that. They are both so, so damn cute. <laughs> I know. Oh Hurt my gosh. I am. Um... I can't even explain how amazing this podcast was. It's like I said, it's the feeling. And when people listen to it, they're going to know what I'm talking about. There's a, it's a feeling, it's an aura, it's the mana, it's the wairua. It's, um, yeah, it's been incredible. And like I said, there were, there were moments in there where I feel like this podcast was exactly what I needed to hear um, in these certain moments. And I want to thank you so much for the work that you do. Uh, for being you for for sharing you know this um, black magic as you say <laughs> with me with sharing all your yeah your amazingness with me it's amazing to see um, see you online and see you doing what you do and we're walking in your purpose and there's something like I always when I see women I call them wahine to it's like women of strength um idols people I look up to and I don't know if you do this too but I kind of pick things from certain people that I follow like oh I want that from that person that from like a little bit of and uh, you're one of the people that I look up to for that for the mana for the strength for the the culture that you move with the the way you um yeah the way you talk about things that black magic <laughs> um so it's been a huge huge honor to have you on the podcast and thank you for sharing all your goodness oh before you go as well can you share with the people like if they wanted to get in touch with you if they needed you to do an acknowledgement uh what's coming up for you please share that as well amazing it's been an honor and privilege to share story and connection and culture and lessons and i'm excited to where life takes you and the listener on whatever journey is waiting for you to embark on um and as we spoke earlier it's like be so extra show up mm. you know? like be 
be so extra self mm-hmm. um, to live your best life, girl, because <laughs> yes, you deserve it. And people to find me, I am on socials on Instagram, Queen Acknowledgements. Um, find me on the grand LinkedIn, Natasha Bamblett, and hit me up, connect with me. I'm doing some amazing conferences that's taking me uh, interstate Queensland, uh, New yes. South Wales. Um, I'm heading up to Arnhem Land and going to put my feet in the soils up on Yongle country. I'm going to fill my cup because everything that I receive, I can give back. So I'm really looking forward to taking my family on country um, and taking us back to a place of home, of who we are, of where we've come from, you know? So I look forward to seeing you along the journey. Yes, thank you, sis. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. That was a whole bunch of fire, if I do say so myself. (laughs) If you love that episode as much as I did, please go and rate and review us. This helps us so much with getting our episodes out there. I would also love if you come over to Instagram at soextra.underscore underscore. Send me a DM. Tell me what you thought of this episode. Better yet, take a screenshot and tag us. Oh my gosh, that would mean the world to me. I appreciate you so much. And just a reminder, our episodes come out every Tuesday. Can't wait to talk to you then.